You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. his bell rung and a couple of lights flicker and loses what he needs more than his eyesight more than his reflexes more than anything in the world i've raced with my legs broke heart bruised eyes popping out of my head like they're on springs he loses his need the need to drive right out there on the ragged edge he doesn't believe you can drive anymore how long before you find out if you're really good you just want to race again you get back in that car, you'll die. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe, and this is volume five of Unscottable, which is our ongoing monthly series on the films of director Tony Scott. On this episode, we are talking about Days of Thunder from 1990. And to help me talk about it, I'm joined by one of my favorite guests, um, just one of my favorite people to talk movies with in general. And he's the host of the fantastic Cobwebs podcast. It's Daniel Epler. Daniel, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Matt. And I'm here to tell your listeners that rubbing is racing. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take us to do that quote, because that was the quote that was on my mind, too. Not long at all, apparently. Not long at all. Rubbing is racing. It's right right at the top. <laughs> we'll get out of the way. Um, but, man, I'm so glad you're finally here uh, doing an Unscottable episode with me. 
I am too, Matt. I, uh, you know, I don't want to make you blush or anything, but I absolutely <laughs> love this Unscottable series. Um, it's a series where like I've been, I, I've been diligent about watching the movies before you do the episodes on them. Cause I love tuning in, uh, like your episode with Lindsay on revenge was really, really interesting. Like not just about the movie, but about like sexuality and cinema and, and leading up to this, I was re-listening to your Top Gun episode and like, Chris Rotato is in full stand-up comedian mode in that. And I was just like <laughs> dying laughing. <laughs> I appreciate Chris in that Top Gun episode because uh, Top Gun was a movie that is super important for Tony Scott, but I didn't know what really to say about it too. And then Chris came on and like really helped elevate that episode. <laughs> like we just had a very good time talking about that movie. So that was a ton of fun. And, and, and like, and the other way with Lindsay and revenge, that, conversation went off in directions i didn't expect it to go like yeah the whole like sexuality in hollywood and how things have changed and all these kind of things like so yeah that was fascinating so no i thank you for saying that i appreciate it <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's, it's definitely an honor to be here for sure I'm, I'm really happy you had me on oh yeah no no problem i'm happy you're finally here and i i appreciate you uh always watching the movies and i think i saw in letterbox you've been watching like a few other tony scott movies that aren't even related to this episode <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to come on here having seen every Tony Scott movies, but I'm like kind of two and a half away. So I'm <laughs> Can close. I ask what the two and a half are? Yeah, so I, I haven't seen Domino or The Taking of Pelham 123. And I, I, the half is I saw Deja Vu like back when it came out, but I don't really remember it. That's that's fair. Deja Vu was super complicated. Like I've seen Deja Vu and I'm like, did I watch Deja Vu? <laughs> it's a very complex, weird movie. Um that when we get to it, I think I've already booked two people to talk about it because I think we're going to need more people to unpack Deja Vu because it's real yeah. weird and interesting. I, I like it, but it's just like one of those movies that's like very complicated. <laughs> and um, it's funny that the two you have left are Domino and Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3 because I would say amongst general consensus, those are two of his least liked movies. And I really like both of them, especially Domino. I love Domino. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I'll be very curious to hear your thoughts on those because most people I don't think like those, but I, I really enjoy both of them. And um, yeah, Domino is like Tony at like full, like, like no restrictions. He's full experimental. He's doing crazy stuff like man on fire, but amplified even further. The stuff he was in that movie goes up like 10 notches in Domino. <laughs> I can't even imagine. No, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I put off taking a Pelham because I haven't seen the original and I've heard the original is amazing. So I kind of wanted to see that first. I actually just watched the original on Amazon Prime because it popped up and uh, I was like, well, I've seen the remake. I need to see the original, especially before I do an episode on it. It's way down the road, but um, it's great. It is great. It's very it still feels very different than the remake. Like you wouldn't need to necessarily watch one before the other. But um it's uh it's it's a better i think it's a better movie but part of me this is very controversial almost prefers tony scott's version <laughs> like okay uh, i mean that makes sense for you i mean yeah <laughs> that's fair that's fair um but no they're both i, I mean that original is a great a great movie great cast it's it's fantastic but um i need to watch the remake again i might have been in like a weird state when i watched the remix i think i watched it on a red-eye flight somewhere like oh, okay <laughs> and that might might have influenced my uh decision maybe i was like kind of out of it i don't know but uh but i'm still i'm still a supporter of that one so um but anyway um yes we will get into what we're talking about today is days of thunder from 1990 um his the same year as revenge so to have two movies in one year come out um because he done revenge he kind of realized that that movie was going to be taken away from him by the producer. 
So he kind of left that project and moved right on to Days of Thunder and and made this movie back with Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson. We've worked with uh, two times before on Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2. And he's back in like blockbuster mode and with this movie about NASCAR, which is fascinating. I'm gonna, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts because I think I have an inkling that this may be we may, this might be the most we've ever disagreed in a movie. Because I think you really like Days of Thunder and I am not so sold on days of thunder <laughs> so okay. i'm very curious to hear your thoughts on it and why you know what you think of it basically so i, I will ask you had you seen days of thunder before recently you've seen it a long time ago what was your first kind of view in days of thunder uh my first viewing of days of thunder was probably like two or three years ago and i watched it because um i was really hyped up for uh f this movie fest which if anybody doesn't know it's a on it's an online like twitter film festival that f this movie does um and it's all dedicated around a year and a few years ago they did 1990 and i was really hyped for it so i was watching a lot of movies from 1990 and for whatever reason days of thunder was the first movie i watched that week uh and i didn't watch it like because it's a tony scott movie like i haven't really been like very aware or like Tony Scott wasn't really taking up any space in my brain until fairly recently. So I watched it as a Tom Cruise movie, but um, I really, really liked it a lot. And so that was my first viewing of it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I had, this is one of the ones I had not seen till recently. I know I'd seen parts of it probably on TV, but like last summer I had watched it for the first time and I, I was in a Tony Scott mood at that time, a mode. And I was like, I got to watch Ace of Thunder. And I'll start off. I think my big problem with Days of Thunder and me trying to get into Days of Thunder is that I I just have such a I feel so bad. I really hate NASCAR. Like <laughs> really, really have a disdain for it. I it probably isn't helpful to have an uncle who's like a guy that I don't like who from when I was a little kid would always like push NASCAR. And I think it just put like just so much I don't like about NASCAR. And the whole focus of the movie is NASCAR racing, obviously, that's the whole thing. And that's already like a huge, like, barrier for me to get past is to get into the movie from that point. And like this viewing this time, I felt like I liked it a bit more. I want to like it more than I do because it's got so many elements. This is like a dream team movie group you have here. <laughs> like this, this amazing uh, Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer producing, Tony Scott directing, Tom Cruise starring and a great cast from top to bottom. Um, Robert Town, Academy Award winning Chinatown writer Robert Town doing the script, Hans Zimmer doing the score. It's got like an all star team working on this movie and I want to like it more than I do. But I, it's like it's hard for me to get past. Just I don't care about the the basic you know, core of the movie is like the tough thing. And I'm trying to like look past if I'm at NASCAR and just kind of get on like a you know, focus on the other stuff in the movie, the relationships and the characters and all those other things. Um, so I, do you, are you, I don't think you are, but I will ask, are you not a fan of NASCAR, are you? <laughs> not in real life, but I actually love NASCAR movies. Okay. <laughs> it's my, if it's not my favorite movie sport, then it's baseball. So it's either number one or number two. Um, and it's funny you mentioned your uncle. I actually have a personal connection to the sport because of my uncle as well. Uh, <laughs> my uncle, Jim Epler, was actually a professional race car driver back in the 90s. Oh, wow. He didn't race for NASCAR. He raced for the NHRA, which is technically professional drag racing. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I just want to hype him up a little bit on here because he was the first man to drive a funny car up to 300 miles an hour. Wow. So his <laughs> nickname was Mr. 300. 
<laughs> that's a cool nickname. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's amazing. Wow, I did not know that you had the connection to uh, to him there. <laughs> but even so, like this was in the '90s, so like I didn't like go to his races or anything because I was born in 1993. Um, right. <laughs> so it's not necessarily like that personal connection that connects me to race car movies. There's a lot of things like that I like about these movies. For one thing, like if if a movie's about race car drivers it's probably going to be about like really intense thrill seeking men. And I just find them like interesting protagonists to follow. Um, I like Southern culture in movies. <laughs> I don't as much in real life. Like I was, I was talking to our friend Lindsay recently and I mentioned that like, I love it in a movie when characters go to a country Western bar. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been to a country Western bar in my life, but I love it when <laughs> characters and movies go into one. I just like, I like to watch men with Southern accents, like talking about work and their <laughs> professional concerns. <laughs> and that, like if a movie's about Southern culture, it's just like a lot of guys talking about their jobs in right. Southern accents. And I'm into it. It's <laughs> amazing. I'm learning so much about you. Now that I know you. Uh, it's funny. Cause I live in Virginia which, you know, was the capital of the Confederacy during the Civil War. So definitely a, a southern state. But I live in this like pocket of Virginia uh, that's near Virginia Beach, like Hampton Roads area is what it's called. And we're way more. Um, it's weird. We have southern flavor and culture, but it's not what you would think of as like the deep south or anything like that. And I would say like, the western part of the state's way more like southern culture we're kind of like a weird like <laughs> like the urban part of the state and um so i get i've been i've been to country western bars i usually want to leave very quickly uh it was <laughs> like a place called the bank that i would get dragged to um because it was like the most popular bar and they would do like line dancing and uh yeah it was not for me <laughs> like i don't like any of that in real life no yeah that's uh and, and so yeah i but i i'm trying to think if in movies i like it um, I guess I kind of do like a rowdy country western bar. I'm kind of thinking of, I guess Roadhouse put the bill, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a great country western bar scene in Action USA. Oh, yeah. I yes. love that scene. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So I guess I, yeah, I like it more of like a movie idea than definitely not a real life experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because I think one of the first shots in Days of Thunder is like a waving Confederate flag. I mean, you know, so it's. Yes, it is. That's that's that natural. True. I mean, you know, it's a very Southern culture thing. They're in North Carolina a lot in this movie. I mean, and then you have Tom Cruise. I love how they explain like Tom Cruise, who's not Southern at all. It's like, oh, here comes the California Yankee. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, I was like, are Yankees from California? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I love how I will say I love how Tom Cruise gets to come in super cool. It's like almost like out of a John Woo movie. Like Tony Scott gives him this super cool entrance on a motorcycle with this long coat and sunglasses. And he just looks like the coolest guy on the planet when he comes in the movie. So props to that. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's, I love his introduction. Um, and him kind of just jumping into this, this NASCAR kind of culture um, they have going on here, which I mean, talk about like Southern culture. I mean, Michael Rooker shows up as a guy named Rowdy. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. these are Southern boys, you know? <laughs> so, um, so would you say, what do you, what would you say about Days of Thunder is like the thing that, you enjoy most of it just following these like adrenaline junkie guys or is it like the relationships that pop up like between you know all the characters i feel like there is a lot of good like interpersonal like i like that stuff the best like him and michael rooker tom cruise and michael rooker tom cruise and robert duvall tom cruise and nicole kidman like kind of all that stuff works the best for me i would say 
Yeah, me too. It's the characters. Um, I I love Tom Cruise's character of Cole Trickle. Um, you know, when this movie came out, it got criticized a lot for being a Top Gun ripoff. And I wouldn't call it a Top Gun ripoff. I'd say like Top Gun's a dry run for Days of Thunder because I don't really <laughs> like Top Gun very much. And I think just in every way, Days of Thunder does it better. And like, I don't really like Maverick as a person, but I really like Cole Trickle. I like that his cockiness is a lot quieter uh, he has less obnoxious bravada and he's, he's more just this quiet, cocky guy uh, who doesn't need to brag about himself all the time. And I, I like him as a person, but I also like how Robert Duvall's character of Harry makes him better. And I love their mentor mentee relationship in the movie. Like one of my favorite moments in the movie is when um, they're having a lot of fights about what, about how he should actually be driving the cars and and Tom Cruise, Cole Trickle finally admits to him, okay, I don't know anything about cars. I can't actually <laughs> talk to you about this stuff because I don't know the language. And like that's the first moment where they start to understand each other. And then Harry's like, okay, like I'm I'm gonna teach you. We're gonna figure this out. And when he just kind of humbles himself and like doesn't try to act smarter than he is, that's when they start this really great mentor relationship. And uh, Robert Duvall, I, I think he is my favorite thing about the movie. Uh, I love his character. I think this might be my favorite Robert Duvall performance because I'm not always the biggest Duvall fan because he kind of always does the same thing. But it just <laughs> works so well in this movie. And he feels so authentic. And this movie does have a great sense of authenticity because the, the movie came about because Tom Cruise started started racing and he got really into it and he brought the idea to Bruckheimer and Simpson and they spent a lot of time at NASCAR talking to the racers, talking to the people who work there, just hanging out and like gathering lingo and lines of dialogue and events. So it's really, really based on real NASCAR experience, even though it's technically a fictional movie. Yeah. I was going to mention that because like Top Gun where they had like full access to military stuff where they needed they had full access to nascar basically for this movie um so it does feel very authentic um yeah i love the idea pretty much comes from we have like paul newman to thank for this movie because i was reading that tom cruise when he's working on color of money with paul newman paul newman like famously was uh i also like to race cars so he took tom cruise to i think daytona and they raced cars and that's Tom Cruise, it's all Tom Cruise needed. He's like, I got to make a movie about this. <laughs> he probably wanted to race cars because it's Tom Cruise and he's like an insane adrenaline junkie. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it all started. Like you said, he pitched it to them. Um, Tom Cruise has a story by credit with Robert Town on this because he kind of you know pitched the whole idea. And um, and of course, they're like, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise wants to do this. He's a huge star. We've worked with him before. Let's make this movie. And um, and yeah, they go and it's just funny how, how simple it came about. And they're just like, let's go make a movie on NASCAR. <laughs> and they and they yeah get all this access to NASCAR. Um, and yeah, I mean, so that feels super authentic, uh, which I appreciate. And I, I agree with you 100 percent. My favorite part of the movie is Robert Duvall. I think he feels like he fits right in in this world. Like he like he's so authentic. You know, it's like it's like he is a NASCAR pit leader, you know, like it just feels like he's so natural in that in that position. Oh, man, he totally is. And I <laughs> I love the sort of like I like the mysticism around baseball, American baseball. I kind of like the the iconic mysticism around cars. And I'm not into cars in real life. Like to me in real life, cars are a way to get me from point A to point right. B. And that's kind of all I care about. And I just want to be safe. Um, but I love watching people in movies talk about cars. And Tony Scott makes everything in this movie look iconic. I mean, just like a mechanic shop of a guy working on a car 
looks epic in this movie. Like this movie, I, I, I feel like it has more attention to iconography than like the Suicide Squad, which I just watched, which is about like a bunch of superheroes. But the way Tony Scott shoots this movie, everything looks iconic. And and you mentioned already like Cole's entrance into this movie. Like Tony Scott really hooks up Tom Cruise, has him <laughs> ride into a motorcycle. He's got the Hans Zimmer score blasting. I love the score that goes through this movie. It makes the whole movie feel like one long 80s power ballad. <laughs> and I'm so into it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, it does feel like one long, like, yeah, 80s power ballad. For, it's funny, from, like, the opening of the movie, I feel like I'm convinced I'm going to love the whole movie. When it starts off with, like, like a sunrise, basically, and the credits, just the credits coming up, and, like, the Hans Zimmer score over it, and things kind of, like, warming up on the track. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing and like, because it's so many the way Tony Scott shoots it. And you're right. Tony Scott has a gift for um, making everything look good and interesting. I feel like for the most part, oh, like man, yeah. the scene when we, uh, going back to the hunger when like David Bowie is just sitting in a waiting room uh, of like a hospital doctor's office. And the way Tony Scott shoots that just looks amazing with like light coming through the blinds. And like, yeah, like this, like it's just a guy in like a a shop working in a car and it looks fantastic because that's what Tony Scott can do. <laughs> like he'll make every scene you think might be like a boring, whatever scene, make it look good. There's scenes in the hospital in this. Um, I feel like that look really well shot, you know, like he's just every, like everything. He just he can shoot everything so well. And so it's a super well shot movie. I do always think it looks good. I love the score. Like I, I think, yeah, it's like the pieces just don't come together for me and I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, I will say I do kind of love that they build this like uh, competitive streak into Tom Cruise, like every chance they get. And it, like some of the <laughs> like I lost it the first time that in a good way that that like Michael Rooker and Tom Cruise both end up <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> and, and they both get pulled out of their rooms at the same time. They're both in wheelchairs and they have a wheelchair race through the hospital. They have to race each other because they're both so competitive. They can't stop. They can't ever turn it off. So they're racing in wheelchairs. I <laughs> love run that the... moment. Oh, my God. It was so great. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, just like you have to I mean, you have to enjoy the movie, like not take it too seriously because it's stuff like that happens. And it's just like, OK, this is fun. But um, I think also by the I, I don't want to jump ahead too far. By the time we get to like the end, it kind of feels like. I'm not it's like a foregone conclusion of where we're going to end up. So that doesn't really help me very much. You know, it's I don't know. It, it, do you feel like you could almost call this like a hangout movie because it's so much more about like the characters than anything about the the story, really? Because I feel like the story is very secondary. <laughs> you know, it might be. And, and Top Gun is the same way. And that's yeah. something I don't like about Top Gun is it doesn't really have a plot. It's really <laughs> a character piece. I just don't think it is a very good character piece and I don't really like the characters in that movie. Uh, but in this one, I don't care that there's less plot because I like these people and I like watching them hang out and watching them talk. I really like Cole. I like his relationship with Nicole Kidman. Cause like, I don't care at all about Maverick and whoever Kelly McGillis plays in Top Gun. Like, I don't believe for a second that relationship is going to last like a week after that movie's over, uh, which is why it makes sense for me in the Top Gun sequel coming out that he's now married to Jennifer Connelly. Cause I'm like, yeah, he's not ending up with Kelly McGillis. There's no way in hell, but yeah. you know, partially because their real life relationship, probably Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman have an enormous amount of chemistry and, and just watching them hang out and talk on screen is great. 
Yeah, I mean, it does help that I know that they ended up together in real life for like 10 years ish. I mean, you know, they ended up together for a long time. So it does help me like believe the story. But there is a genuine chemistry there, which makes sense. Obviously, we said they end up together. But it does, I agree with you. This does that love story with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise does work better than the Top Gun story to me. And like Top Gun, another movie that I'm not the biggest fan of. And yet that might be some kind of correlation there between like not loving Top Gun, not loving Days of Thunder, um, something about but those stories kind of uh, just not working for me in general. But I, I think I might like I might like Days of Thunder a little bit more than Top Gun. So I might be with you on liking Days of Thunder more than Top Gun. But um, both are not my my favorite Tony Scott movies by by a wide margin. <laughs> I'm actually really excited for this conversation because I don't get the opportunity to like come on a podcast and like defend a movie against somebody who doesn't like it very often. <laughs> I'm usually a lot more on the same page with with guests and okay. stuff. So this is kind of cool. I'm glad you're excited for that because I was like thinking like, oh, I think Daniel's gonna have to really like defend this movie. I hope he's OK with that because I don't want to bat. I don't hate it. I, I, it's funny because I don't hate a single Tony Scott movie like and even his worst movies air quotes what i think are his like my or my least favorite of his movies are still better than a lot of people's movies <laughs> so um like i've said multiple times where days thunder is super well made i just think there's some kind of block like that i can't get into this or like top gun it, i i don't know it's it's uh it is it's fascinating i don't know it's i don't know where to go with it but uh well I have a couple questions for you. Okay. I want to kind of dig in what, okay. why maybe you don't like this. Yeah, do you good. not you like, <laughs> do you not like sports movies? Uh, not tip. They're definitely not my favorite. Not typically. I don't like a good one come along, but yeah, they're not my, my go-to for sure. <laughs> okay. See, so like I, I, I got that feeling when you said the ending is kind of like a foregone conclusion. And I'm thinking like, well, that's sports movies. Like, of course <laughs> the protagonist is going to yeah. win the big game. <laughs> So that's part of it. That's part of it. Um, what, what, what else you got? You might help me out here. Try to figure out why I don't like this movie as much as I should. <laughs> All right. Do you not like car chases? I do like car chases, but <laughs> I feel like I like a car chase when they don't go in circles. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the thing at okay. the end is so this is NASCAR is so simple to me. Like you go and you go in a circle for so many laps and then a little at the end spoiler for days of thunder that basically the solution <laughs> to beating this guy to beating carrie elvis's character is don't go inside like you usually do go outside you only have two options to go around <laughs> like <laughs> you either can go to the left or you can go to the right so it's like here we're gonna switch up on him don't go inside go outside and then carrie elvis is like ah damn it he foiled me again <laughs> like, oh you're so went... you're so wrong dude <laughs> You're so right. Let me tell you why. Okay. Okay. So I love that they set up how he's going to beat Carrie always in the end by Tom Cruise giving exposition about some certain like driving strategy, but he gives the exposition about driving strategy on Nicole Kidman's naked leg while they're in that's bed together. And I'm like, that's the way to give exposition right there. Cause if it's just that's Tom Cruise kind of standing around explaining NASCAR strategy, you might check out. But this is the this is the way to do it. And then in the end, when he he uses exactly that, two cars can go faster than one, so you get right behind a driver. And then when you make a turn, you slingshot past them because you've got all the momentum that you've got from their the car then their car right in front of you. And I'm like, oh shit, this is exactly what he explained on Nicole Kidman's naked leg. This is awesome. 
<laughs> I was gonna ask you about that scene. I was like, that's a normal thing couples do together, right? <laughs> Play with toy cars on the way. Well, I mean, he's no. talking about his job, which is I know, I know. I just <laughs> I know. You are right though. You that's a great point. That's like if you're gonna explain that, explain it in that way, honestly. <laughs> like, and it does come back, it, it pays off. It, so you know what? Fair point, fair point. <laughs> but um I think yeah, I don't know. It's just it's uh it hmm. I, I'm really wrestling with it because uh, this was gonna, I, I knew it was probably the toughest one for me to tackle because um, like Top Gun, there's more to say about it for me, I feel like. And like going forward, I know I'm not the biggest uh, fan of the fan with Robert De Niro, um, but I feel like all there's more to kind of mine out of that movie as well. But like Days of Thunder, I just feel like I'm like, there's not it's not very deep, you know, like Top Gun, <laughs> which is fine. I don't need me to be like super deep or be about deeper themes. But um, it's it's just kind of one of those things where to me, it feels like when it's all kind of coming together, it's I don't care that much, which is the worst place to be with a movie. It's like I don't even hate it. I don't love it. I just it's hard for me to even care if that, you know, that's like the worst spot for me to be in is when I just don't care about what's happening <laughs> necessarily. Um that's why I think it's tough for me to talk about it. So yeah, I actually have that experience fairly frequently with Tony Scott movies because I'm not like the biggest Tony Scott fan, to be perfectly honest. I think I love his movies about maybe half the time, which is not bad, like for a filmmaker. (laughs) Um, And he's never the problem with his movies, but there are a fair amount of his movies where I don't like things about the script and I don't yeah. like following the characters. And like the fan is a great example that like I really checked out of the fan like by the third <laughs> act because I kind of hated everyone in the movie. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's my and biggest problem with the fan. Yeah. <laughs> Robert De Niro, like they went almost too far with making him unlikable to where like I could not stand spending a minute of time with him. And <laughs> that movie makes you sit with Robert De Niro for so long. Yeah. I just like wanted him out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh i mean we can go off on a fan tangent it's still tony scott so it's fine i'm that's the thing about the fan so much it's like uh, robert de niro starts off unlikable and gets more unlikable and you have to sit with him and there's there's of course something to be said about being with protagonists that like aren't good people and they aren't very likable like taxi driver great example yeah but i find taxi would be like a fascinating movie but like the fan is just like so unpleasant and it's just like the shit that robert de niro does in that movie is like it's hard to care. And like Wesley Snipes is supposed to be like put up as like the good guy, but I don't like him that much either in that movie. So uh it's yeah, that one's tough for that reason. And like at least Days of Thunder, people are likable. That's that's helpful, you know? <laughs> like um like I will say, getting back like it's it's super well cast from like top to bottom. Like you have like John C. Riley show up in like a pretty minor part, you know, like somebody like that yeah. who like had done not much and he kind of shows up as that. Like Carrie Elwes's part is not huge, um, but he's good at he's so good at being like smarmy, like right off the bat. Like yes. you just know he's going to fuck over Tom Cruise like immediately, <laughs> like even though he's trying to be nice where he's like, it's an honor to drive your car or whatever. It's like, oh, you're going to be a dick. I can tell. Him <laughs> so um, again, Tony Scott, a master at casting people. And so, I mean, that it's got that going for it. Um, did you read did you read about what days? This might be part of the problem with like the whole story being kind of a mess in Days Thunder is that they were writing. Robert Town was writing script pages at night and then they would show up in the morning. So the movie was like being written as it was being filmed. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons for that is 
like they're trying to make it as authentic to NASCAR as possible. So sometimes they'd say like, oh, a NASCAR driver would never say something like this or a NASCAR, a NASCAR pit leader or whatever wouldn't do this. Uh, so they're constantly changing it to be more authentic. I don't really think that ends up being a problem. Like, I don't think the script is a mess. I, I think it works for me. I don't really see a lot of story problems or anything like that. I just, I don't know. I feel like how things kind of come together, especially in the back half, how they start kind of coming together with like, uh, Michael Rooker's like health problems. And then him saying Tom Cruise, like it almost feels like the accident that they get into kind of comes out of nowhere and too quickly. Although it is, it does set up the Nicole Kidman thing, which is important. But then the thing with Tom Cruise kind of getting kicked off because he's, it's a very, it is, I'm surprised he's like not banned for life after he runs into somebody after they've won the race. It seems like an automatic lifetime ban, but, um, that Michael Worker says you can, you, I want you to drive my car. And it's like, it's like, is that allowed? I mean, I'm, I'm probably questioning too many things. See, this is what happens when you, you don't like a movie that much. You start nitpicking at things. Um, and then just the whole thing about, I, uh, I almost feel like the Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise thing, even though I feel like they have chemistry is a little rush. They have also a fight that feels kind of rushed. They get back together very quickly. It just kind of feels like things are happening so quickly in the movie at certain points. I don't have time to sit with them or they don't feel uh, authentic. Might be wrong with the right word, but um, that that's the part kind of feels like a mess. Like things kind of happen very quickly and resolve very quickly. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? Now? <laughs> I'm having a hard time describing it, but I just, that's it. To me, it does kind of feel like they were really flying by the seat of their pants on some things. I think maybe why none of that stuff you mentioned bothers me is is one of the reasons I like movies about race car drivers is I feel like their lives are just very intense because they're mm. constantly staring death right down the face anytime they do their job. And the the crash doesn't come out of nowhere for me because crashes are so common in NASCAR and it's always an impending risk anytime you get onto that and anytime you get onto the road. Um so I, I crash happening in a NASCAR like doesn't feel out of out of left field for me. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. common thing. <laughs> and then yeah. just like their lives, like they're just intense guys and their lives are always intense. So like the fight with Nicole Kidman, like makes sense to me because Tom Cruise is under so much pressure and and his job is so dangerous and that's really going to bother pretty much any partner that you're going to be with. Um, like my wife would lose her mind if I got onto a NASCAR <laughs> road. She would freak out. <laughs> Um, and, uh, like, I just, I like the intensity of their lives. So like it all works for me, I guess. No, it's fair. That's fair. Like I said, I we probably disagree on some things, but that's okay. I, they are very intense. There's two scenes that I, I like that illustrate that really well, where they're just like always on besides that wheelchair race scene, which is ridiculous, but I kind of love it where Tom Cruise and Michael Rooker have to get to a dinner that they're told to get to together or lunch. Oh, so I believe. good. And they just go rent cars uh, from this like car rental shop and just race them there and like damage them completely. And then uh, that's kind of like their bonding moment. It's, <laughs> it's like them getting to this lunch. They're both forced to go to by NASCAR and racing these cars. And they're just so because they have to keep racing. They're so intense. And then um, the part where Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise get in a fight because a, a cab driver bumps Tom Cruise uh, and then he just, that's not going to work. So he just like takes off and, um, you know, just chases this guy. And then she's obviously, I mean, rightfully very pissed that he would do something that reckless. Like I imagine, um, your wife would not be happy with you if you got in like a car chase with a cabbie, but, uh, um, <laughs> you know, that's, it's that kind of stuff where, you know, they're just, there's, that is, they're so intense all the time and they're so competitive that, um, 
it's like they're constantly running at like 200 miles an hour with these guys. So they get into that psychology fairly well for Tom Cruise. But um, again, I don't know. It just it's just like things don't come together in the movie for me in a way that makes me care. And that's like a hard thing to get past. It's like if you just don't care that much, it's like. I can't make myself care if that makes sense. You know, I'm like, now I'm going to care about Days of Thunder. But um, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> to, to speak, you mentioned like the uh, the Tom Cruise, Michael Rooker relationship and, and all the ridiculous things they do that are ridiculous. But I, I find them completely believable because they're exactly <laughs> the kind of guys whose masculinity would be that dumb. Right. You know, um, but this. The thing I think we're, what we're really nailing down with this movie is that this movie has so many things that just always work for me in general, just stuff I like to look at in a movie and you don't have that. Like another thing is I, I just love brotherhood shit in movies and I just love like guys who are very different, like coming together and like, and like forming an unexpected bond and and that happens twice in this movie with Tom Cruise and Robert Duvall and then Tom Cruise and Michael Rooker. And I, and I love it. I like it better with Duvall, but I love it both times. Like I like men who shouldn't be friends, like really bonding and loving each other. That's something that just really works for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I kind of like that, too. But I, I that's another thing. And I'm having a hard time explaining it, but I feel like it's almost like they're missing an extra beat on like Michael Rooker and Tom Cruise, like really getting closer as at bonding as friends like the the race scene where they race to the dinner in rental cars is like fun but i'm like i need like a little more to really these guys were like you know rivals starting off and then they become friends very quickly and i feel like we're missing like a scene or a beat or something to really like solidify that um that's what the robert duvall stuff and tom cruise works way better for me. i feel like they have more moments to bond over stuff the, mo the one you mentioned where tom cruise mentions to him like i don't know any of this like you know kind of the car lingo stuff you got to help me out and um just their stuff works better for me i feel like it's more earned but like like i can get on board with tom cruise michael worker stuff but i feel like that give me like one extra beat where they really bond over something i just need like a little more and then because the, they become like best friends so quickly it feels like <laughs> I think that's fair for me. I think it's just that they're going through the same thing at the same time. I mean, they're both come from the same world and they're doing the same job. Right. Uh, but then they, they have a falling out at the same time and they're both dealing with medical problems and being in the hospital together. And I, I feel like that's what bonds them, but I might be projecting a little bit that I'm like, yeah, that's enough. They're going through the same thing, whatever. <laughs> and so I think you might yeah. have a point there. Yeah. This, the more we talk, the more this feels like that I don't like it as much so i'm being like more nitpicky and you like it more so things worked for you that i had problems with where you're like you said like you're like oh yeah they bonded it's cool like it's good which is totally fine but that's so interesting when the, like when you like something these things totally work and all run smoothly when you don't like it as much you start seeing i would say you just kind of see the cracks in the in the the paint you know the wall there it's like you kind of see like the, the things not fitting as well or not running as smoothly um so it's just, I don't know. I do, I will say, I do love Robert Duvall again. And the scene, probably one of my favorite things in the movie is when Tom Cruise is racing and then he's trying to talk to the pit crew and, and, and Robert Duvall. And it's like, yeah, we're eating ice cream bars over here. So <laughs> good. Like, such a great moment. It's like, yeah, we're busy eating ice cream bars. What's up? <laughs> like, that kind of like little moments like that are the stuff that like endears me to the characters and to the movie in general. But, um, yeah, I just kind of wish there was more of that to get me fully invested. I don't know. I, uh, you know what, maybe 
another watch or two, I may fully come around on Days of Thunder. I don't know. <laughs> like, I want to like it. I want to like it more than I do. Um, but it just, things just don't come together for me like they'd like them to. <laughs> well, look, um, uh, to to peel back the curtain, <laughs> Matt and I recorded like a bonus episode of Film Feast right before this. I don't quite remember where I said certain things, but um, <laughs> but we were talking about the fact that a lot of times people feel like anytime they don't like a movie, you need to rewatch it and give it another chance. And I don't think that's the case. Like sometimes you just don't like a movie and like you don't need to rewatch everything that you don't like. <laughs> so it's okay, man. Like for me, there's just like, I just have a gut reaction of just like, I like to look at this movie and I like to hang out with it. Like I like watching Southern guys talking about cars. <laughs> I like looking at the NASCAR track cause they really did film it at a real NASCAR track during actual like NASCAR races. And Tom Cruise is really driving the car. And I think the races look so good. I mean, Tony Scott just shoots the shit out of them. And I love car chases in general, even if they're going around in circles. Um, <laughs> I love these uh -huh. actors. I think you'd probably agree with me that Tony Scott's like an underrated actors director, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, he's great with actors and great with casting, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I always talk. Yeah, I always talk about how good he is at casting, but like, because I think he's so he's so respected as like a visual filmmaker that people don't realize how good he is with actors. Like, I mean, I think you even see it more down in the future with like Denzel, especially like him and Tony Scott just work together so well, and I feel like he they both get each other. Um, but I mean, yeah, Tony Scott can work with like any actors, like he casts so well and then he works with them so well. And I was just thinking watching this, I was like, man, Tony Scott worked with like so, so many great actors. Like it's crazy. Like go to every film he made and like, there's somebody in there, there's some huge stars in there and just great actors in general. And, um, he, he's, he was, he was very good at that. I mean, I know we talk about how good he's visually, but it's like, yeah, the actor piece is really important too. Um, and I do like my, the cast is great. Like I said, like he really cast it well from top to bottom, even like the smallest parts. Um, did you, oh, speaking of casting, I want to bring this story up. Did you read about Don Simpson wanting to be in the movie? No, I actually okay. did not. Don Simpson, one of the producers, um, he, he wanted to be cast as a rival race car driver named Aldo. Uh, and he, he, um, he had no acting ability, so, but he just wanted to be an actor and they filmed scenes with him, but apparently they were awful. Like they were so bad, <laughs> like they were so bad that they scrapped like almost all of them. He was supposed to be like a major supporting character. Um, but he only has like one or I think he's one or two quick scenes, like one line. Um, he's wearing like the goodies, um, racing outfit and he's got like black hair, um, if you catch him on this, but he like, he only has like one quick scene really. Um, and there was speculation afterwards that Tony, <laughs> Tony Scott did like longer scenes, um, featuring him early on, like, um, kind of almost making him do badly on purpose. Cause he didn't want him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, kind of to make him look bad on purpose. I, there was a lot of fighting on this movie too, because it was like, you know, a lot of money. They were going over time, um, like crazy. So like, every day, apparently they were starting off with like, fights about the budget and the the schedule. So it's like Tony Scott having to fight with Jerry, Sim uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson and Robert Towns getting involved because, you know, he's a major screenwriter. He's got some pull. So they're all like fighting about stuff. It's super stressful. Apparently the crew would like sit around for like hours, start the day, just doing nothing because they know what they're supposed to be doing because <laughs> um, it was kind of a mess. And they were filming this up to like like a month before it was supposed to be in theaters. <laughs> like oh, okay. oh yeah they pushed back the release date i think 
Yes. Yeah. Not by much, though. It didn't it, then they they realized uh, this is how much of a mess it was filming it. Like a week before the movie was to come out, they realized, oh shit, we never got the shot of Tom Cruise's car actually crossing the finish line <laughs> for the final race. We got to go back and pick that up. So they were like editing to the last minute, getting stuff, pickup shots at the very last minute. Um, just yeah, like a week, less than a week before we're supposed to have the prints made to go to theaters. They were still picking up shots. <laughs> like so, maybe I'm projecting or feeling that in the movie that this is kind of a mess because i know all this behind the scenes stuff but um which is not fair to the movie but i'm just like i'm thinking like oh yeah they really were like winging this part of the time <laughs> but um uh, was, uh sorry i'm looking back at my notes here about all these i had so many there's so many facts about this movie because it was like like i said kind of a crazy production um yeah was, it's really interesting <laughs> it's like all over the place i feel bad for tony scott because like there's so many stories about him like having to fight with um producers and people like constantly uh, just like he had trouble on revenge with the producer he's had trouble on this movie um there's gonna be a lot of crazy stories on last boy scout because <laughs> um it's like him and bruce willis and shane black and joel silver all kind of like colliding <laughs> into one <laughs> and it's like too many egos and too many ideas so that's gonna be interesting but so yeah a lot of problems trying to get this movie done um and did you read the, the a good thing, though, that happened is I want to get this out there is that um, Don Simpson cast a woman he was dating named Donna Scott. Uh, well, I guess mm -hmm. she became Donna Scott later. Uh, Don Simpson and her were dating. She got a very small role and they broke up after the movie. And then she began dating Tony Scott and they were married and had two kids until he passed away in 2012. So he made yeah. a on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, both Tony Scott and Tom Cruise met future spouses on this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was very successful for the, for that reason. <laughs> very romantic set. Very romantic set. It was just all the sexy car play on this. <laughs> Hell Cars yeah. on naked legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And that was nice that they were together for so long. And, um, yeah, I mean, just like, so yeah, like I said, kind of a crazy production because they just wanted to rush it because they had Tom Cruise and they were like, let's go. We got a story. Let's let's do this. And um, did it, I think, kind of they kind of got over the heads a little bit. <laughs> so I mean, um, maybe, but like messy set that worked out great in the end, I think, at least. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's, that's true. I mean, it's amazing. Think about a movie being edited and shots being added like a week before it comes out in theaters. To be to be as good as it is is pretty amazing. <laughs> like you think you have like a way worse mess on your hands, but you have so many good people involved. I think they managed to pull it together. <laughs> but um, a lesser a lesser group would have this thing would have been like uh, who knows what it would have been. <laughs> so I still think it's super watchable. I still think it's very well made. I just it doesn't do much for me. <laughs> you know, it's like like I said, the worst place to be with a movie is when you kind of feel almost neutral on it you know what i mean that's like worse than if i sat here and said i hate this i hate that um i'm just kind of like i don't know i don't get it <laughs> well think about this and i'm not really trying to convince you otherwise but but think about this imagine you're going to the movie theater and you want to see a new movie and they're playing jungle cruise <laughs> free guy reminiscence paw patrol the movie and days of thunder like wouldn't you be psyched as hell to go see Days of Thunder, like I this Tom Paw Cruise race came out movie. Yet, so that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm kidding. That, uh, I mean, yes, I was thinking that when I was watching this, it was like, man, it was one of those things again. Like they don't make them like they used to, you know. <laughs> but, um, ah, I know. And you put it like, okay, when you put it like that, 
I'm like, shit. Okay, maybe he's right. Like, I do. Like I said, well made. I appreciate the all the craft that went into it. Like, um, but ah, uh, I don't know. I just it's I, I have a hard time bringing myself to care about. It. I know that breaks. Uh, a lot of people's hearts, especially uh, our friend James. I found out his name is James, Tony Scott for life, Cole Trickle on Twitter. Uh, I messaged him and said, hey, what's your real name, by the way? Because <laughs> I know he loves this movie because currently his Twitter handle is Cole Trickle. Um, yeah. And uh, and somehow I, I was like, I don't know your real name, friend. What's your name? <laughs> so if anyone, everyone should be following him because uh, he is like the Tony Scott for life uh, fan club president. And uh I, I've stolen a lot of material from him, like just like behind the scenes photos that he gets and like um, clips that he shared with Tony Scott. Like, um, so I, this will probably break his heart that I don't like Days of Thunder because uh, I know he I think he loves Days of Thunder. <laughs> so honestly, my main goal going into this is I want to make him proud. <laughs> That's what I want to do from the beginning of this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just hope we're making him proud. Um, he told me early on, I already was, but I hope this doesn't break that streak when I talk negatively about Taste of Thunder. <laughs> um, still trying to get him on here one time. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but um, I did invite him. Everyone thinks, like, why is that guy not on Scottable? It's like, it's out there. If he wants to do what he wants to, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, though. But the invite has been extended. <laughs> okay. Love to talk to him. But um, so, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm stuck on this. I don't know. Um, did uh, and other thing I'll mention, did you read that? This movie, it's weird to call it a it, say it did badly because it made like one hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. But apparently between marketing, distribution, other stuff and when going over budget, it didn't you know make much money. And uh, Bruckheimer and Simpson had just made a deal in 1990 with Para, uh, Paramount, um, a three hundred million dollar five movie deal that Paramount ended like immediately after this movie came out. They were just like, nope, done. Interesting. <laughs> Which sucks for them. I'm mean, it's weird. I'm like looking at the budget and like the box office. I'm like, this doesn't seem like that bad of a, you know, a uh, a bomb to cut your whole deal off. But um, obviously they ended up being fine. But well, it, was, um, it was badly received by critics too, which I'm sure didn't help. Yeah, it's like yeah, a thirty percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane to me. But you know, whatever. To each their own. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't even say it's that bad. Like it's, I mean, I think everybody, like you said, it was um. Very easy for critics and people to say, oh, it's just Top Gun with NASCAR, which uh, which is funny because even reading like Jerry Bruckheimer and Tom Cruise talk about it, that was kind of their idea was like, oh, we'll just kind of do like we do a Top Gun, but with NASCAR. Um, <laughs> so I think people wrote it off very easily like that. They were just like, whatever, we've seen this before. We don't need Top Gun with NASCAR and kind of. But that's also probably speaking to people in 1990 were spoiled with good movies. So they were just like, ah, I don't need days of thunder, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't, didn't do well critically. Didn't do that great financially. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting movie that I wish I liked more, <laughs> Fair so enough. more to say, but do you, have, do you have more you want to say about it? I don't want to cut this off too early, but <laughs> I do. Uh, okay. so I'll run through a few things I like. Um, I love the scene when, uh, Harry and the boys hire a sex worker to pretend to be uh, a <laughs> cop and and uh, have to frisk Tom Cruise and then come on to him. And uh, that apparently came on, came from a real life story that a NASCAR driver told Tom Cruise that his pit crew did that. Oh, I did read that. Yeah, that was an elaborate prank they set up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think they got some real cops to help out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody was in board for, on board for that one. <laughs> Get this boy laid. We're all coming yeah. together. For one goal. 
like does he have trouble on his own does he need a hooker <laughs> it's like tom cruise like well, i don't think he has the time to like go out and romance somebody you know well, that's true until he meets nicole kidman then he yeah <laughs> then he can make the time yeah <laughs> so um yeah that's a that's a fun scene i agree with you on that that's a fun fun time <laughs> I uh, I I love that John C. Riley is in this movie and he's in the spoof of this movie, Talladega Nights. Yes, That's I, I almost forgot about this because I have seen Talladega Nights many times, had not realized how directly it was like a spoof of Talladega Nights um, yeah. <laughs> of uh, Days of Thunder, and I was like, oh, it really is like pretty similar, like the rival coming, like him getting hurt, the rival coming in, um, all that stuff. And John C. Riley being like the, the link between those two movies. So yeah, very interesting. <laughs> that is fun. I really liked Talladega Nights as well. That's a good NASCAR I do movie. I do too. I hated it at first. Cause it, I wanted like a follow-up to Anchorman so bad because I loved Anchorman. And I, again, don't care about NASCAR, even though if they're making fun of NASCAR, but, uh, but I came around Talladega Nights. I think it's a, it's a very funny movie actually. <laughs> I like it better than Anchorman actually. Wow. Now, this might be the most we've ever disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big Anchorman guy. Like, it's okay. Oh, man. I feel like it's one of those movies you kind of had to be there as, like, a teenage boy in 2004 because <laughs> we were all quoting it. Like, it was such a big deal. Like, I can almost see, like, if you came to it later, it's, people kind of got sick of it, I think. <laughs> almost like a Napoleon Dynamite type situation where it's, like, it was so hot and quotable for, like, a little bit and people got sick of it. And, yeah, but I, I still love Anchorman so much. I love that movie. <laughs> And I will say, like, this kind of, um, speaking of, like, other NASCAR movies, this kind of goes against what we were just talking about of, like, they don't make them like they used to. Because I do think the best NASCAR movie came out two years ago, which is Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that movie? Still have not. And I want to because I, I mean, it's funny. It came up with uh, Brandon Streisand. He, I think he brought it up and uh, talking about we're in, like, our dad movie phase, even though neither one of us are dads. But it was, like, <laughs> and it's, like, a perfect, like, a really well-made dad movie. And I'm, like, I need to watch it. I think it's an HBO. I really need to check it out at some point because I've heard good things about it. It's so good. I mean, even if you don't like NASCAR, like I feel like you could get on board with it because it's just about men trying so hard to do something impossible and fighting against a big corporation that's making it more difficult. So I, I almost imagine it's maybe James Mangold's metaphor for working with big studios to make a movie, but it's about making <laughs> the fastest car possible. And mm -hmm. uh, it's really exciting and fun. I love it. Okay, yeah, no, I will check that out at some point. I, I got to check if it's HBO still, because I've almost clicked play on it multiple times. Like, I've been close to watching it, but then I'm like, oh, it's like two and a half hours long. I'll come back to it later <laughs> or something. So, But I've heard good things. I've heard good things. <laughs> I forgot it's two and a half hours. Man, it doesn't feel it. And this oh, movie, Days of Thunder, in its favor, hour 40. That's pretty great. That's true. That's always a positive. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I could, like, go on and just say, like, I love this, I love this, I love this, but I'll, I'll, I'll chill and just say, like, <laughs> I, I just think this movie's super watchable and fun. I like the characters. I like the atmosphere and the setting. I Man, I, I think you're going to hate me for this, but it's my second favorite Tony Scott movie. It's only got Crimson Tide ahead of it. Wow. Okay, well, that's I was going to ask you what your favorite Tony Scott movie was. So Crimson Tide, number one, this number two? Yes. Wow, okay. Um, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm glad someone's being positive on the, about this movie on the show. <laughs> this is what I like when, like, I know I'm not going to have a lot to say or like the movie that much. I hope somebody comes on and they have good things. I want to balance out, have good things to say, you know? So, um, no, I love that you love it. I just, I wish I could get there with you. Really. I'm just kind of jealous. I'm like, I want to love that movie that much, but we can't love everything. Right. So, yeah. And that's okay. Like I don't like revenge and you and Lindsay had a great conversation about all the positives around that movie. So right. a movie that does have a lot of 
problems, I think, <laughs> like that we talked about, like, or a lot of things that, yeah. would be, you know, issues for people. I understand. So, um, yeah, yeah. For some reason I can get more into that movie. I don't know why, but <laughs> um, yeah, Crimson Tide, great number one pick. I, I mean, I, I keep saying, like, I keep dancing around, like, what my favorites are, whatever, but I rewatched Crimson Tide recently because I just want to watch Tony Scott movie. And um, it may, it, it may be my favorite. It may not be, but I don't, know if he ever made a better movie from like just like you know what i mean like if i had to objectively say what's his best movie i think i'd go crimson tide sure just, yeah like i understand loving man man on fire especially from like an emotional point of view but there's just yeah. no question crimson tide is like a tighter slicker more well-made movie yeah with two amazing performances from gene hackman denzel washington yeah like, just yeah you just don't see two performances that good in movies that often. And it's just amazing. Like I think I posted on Twitter recently that scene where it's like Hackman and Washington going back and forth in this like battle of wills where they're just like acting so hard. <laughs> like, and I don't mean like overacting, but I mean, they are just like bringing their a game and giving it like 110% and just nailing it. And uh, so, yeah, it's Crimson Tide is fantastic. <laughs> so can't wait to talk about that one. Mike Scott's going to be on there for that one. So it should be fun. So, oh man. Yeah. I'm so excited to listen to that. <laughs> so yeah that should be a good time um would you uh let me think here so yeah you still need to see domino and taking palm one two three and then you're and maybe rewatch deja vu <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um yeah well i'm trying to, I, you could go on and say more things you like i don't want to stop you too soon <laughs> so, but uh if you do if you're good we can we can wrap it up if you want so um i i think i'm good like i mean i love when uh when when Robert Duvall tells Tom Cruise, all right, you do 50 laps your way and 50 laps my way. And if you give it an honest run, I'm going to beat you. And that's how he like gets him to Tom Cruise to take his advice. I love, you know, that relationship is just so great. Like I like I like the romance between him and Nicole Kidman, but I like that they don't overplay the romance that like, it's like more important or more of an epic love story than it really is, because it's all the brotherhood stuff that really matters in this movie. And and I like the romance. I'm glad it's there. I think it makes the movie better. But I like that it doesn't overtake the male relationships, which I think are really the heart of the movie. That's true. It's it's there. It's not overplayed. It doesn't go to like the doesn't play on like the, the heart of the movie, really. <laughs> so they still have the focus on their thing. So that, that's true. Uh, I will say one thing I do love. I want to end on a positive. I love the final shot of this movie, the freeze frame with Tom Hell Cruise, yes. with Tom Cruise chasing Robert Duvall down the track, like, and they're both just like laughing and smiling, and then freeze frame and. That part I love. I absolutely love how it ends. So, um, yeah, there's definitely stuff I love in this movie and really, really like. But, you know, I don't know. And I know there's a lot of movies where we're like, oh, you shouldn't rewatch everything. But it's a Tony Scott movie. I own it. I'm sure I'll rewatch it again at some point. So you'll be watching Tony Scott movies over and over until the day you die. I'm, I'm positive. Sure be like someone put on Man on Fire on my deathbed. <laughs> I mean, that's me in Hammer movies. Like, if I don't like a Hammer movie, am I going to watch it again? Yeah, there's no question I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I will revisit at some point. There's some movies we talked about on our bonus episode that uh, that I don't need to rewatch ever again. But Tony Scott movies, I'll rewatch, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, well, this was fun. I'm glad you were here because I needed a Days of Thunder fan to balance me out. And uh, I'm sorry I felt like I didn't have too much to say. But, um, but you know, it's it's a damn good movie. Tony Scott can direct anything. So that's always a positive. <laughs> No, yeah, you have not disappointed me in the slightest. Like I said, like I don't get the ex I don't get the experience of defending a movie against somebody who doesn't like it on a podcast very often. So honestly, this has been fun. 
Okay. <laughs> and this isn't a movie like there's certain movies like if you don't like it, I think you're crazy. And right. this isn't one right. of those movies for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are always interesting when it's like a movie someone doesn't like. And you're like, how can you not like that? But like Days of Thunder, if you love it, I'm totally cool with it. If you don't like it, I totally get it. If you're in the middle, that's it's like one of those movies where it just seems very subjective and personal taste and all that stuff. So, um, well, yeah, uh, thank you for doing this. And again, I'm finally glad we got you on Unscottable. So, um, this was, oh, this hang was on. Fun. Yes. one thing, just speaking of like, if you don't like certain movies, I think you're crazy. <laughs> I just recently realized that I never finished your epic three hour episode on the hundred scariest movie moments. And I recently finished it and like you have some kind of bone to pick with Jaws and I don't understand that. Wait, did I say that? Oh, was I? But I was mad. I think I was mad about not that Jaws is not great. Well, OK, let's <laughs> let me say I it's funny. Last night I was talking to my girlfriend about this about because Jaws was on TV. OK, here's my relationship with Jaws. Let me put this on the table. <laughs> when I was younger, I thought Jaws was a boring movie when I was younger. <laughs> and I think I had a little bit of that uh, spiteful, like something's really mainstream beloved. And for some reason I picked Jaws of all things to be like, to push back against and be like, Jaws isn't that great. And for some <laughs> reason, like that's early young teenager or like even younger than that, I just couldn't get on board with Jaws. I watched it like years later and was like, what the fuck am I talking about? This movie's amazing. <laughs> like, but I think I had a problem with it on the scariest movie moments podcast that they named it the number one. See that that thing where that thing was weird too, because that that countdown was like, are they saying scariest movies or scariest movie moments? I know it's called scariest movie moments, but sometimes they would not um like call out the moment. So basically my whole point was I just thought to me, Jaws is not a scary movie <laughs> if you're not going to the beach like <laughs> like it's the other horror movies you can't get away from the thing trying to kill you you know it's like you go to sleep Freddy Krueger's gonna kill you or like Michael Myers or Jason can chase you down but like but like Jaws if you just don't go in the water the shark can't hurt you <laughs> so like I I just had a problem with calling it like the scariest movie of all time because I just don't find it that scary i think it's a great movie i just don't think it's that scary that's what that's the bone i had to pick with that countdown i think was that i just don't think it's the scary all the movies they put you know after it that, that was my opinion i think so. no honestly i i get that actually because like i actually don't really consider jaws a horror movie like if you say it's a horror movie i'm not going to argue with you right, right but to me it's an adventure movie with horror elements yeah exactly that's kind of how i feel about it too so Especially when I was younger, I had a real problem with them putting it like at number one. After we've talked about ninety nine other movies, not other horror movies that um, that I think not all of them, but some of them are scarier. Like and Jaws to me was not a true horror movie, so that was the bone I had to pick. I do think now Jaws is a great movie. Um, again, a movie that talk about a production that was completely like messed up, and everyone thought this is going to be terrible, and they salvaged. Oh, yeah this amazing movie out of it. So I'm even more impressed by the movie at what Spielberg did. So, um, I can't remember exactly what I said on that podcast. It was a long, like it was almost a year ago now, but, um, I remember my bone to pick just being that it was number one. That, that really bothered me on that countdown that they put Jaws in number one. <laughs> so to defend myself. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to pick at you a little bit. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. Oh God. I was like, and I thought to, it was so funny because it came up last night. Like I said, and I thought, oh, God, one day I'll probably have to 
even the idea of saying that I didn't like Jaws at one point was scary to me. Hosting a movie <laughs> podcast, I was like, oh my god. Even if I tell people that at one point I didn't like Jaws, they'll they'll come from my head or something. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know. It was just it's funny you bring that up today. But yeah, I um no everybody, I don't dislike Jaws. I'm totally on board. Great movie. <laughs> Just took me longer to come around on it. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I guess you're off the hook. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and listen to what I said on that episode. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, did they, the Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, things I would be like, these are the scariest movies. Well, you know, not so much Exorcist anymore, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't keep harping on this. But yeah, I had, I had my reasons. <laughs> Yeah, like when I was a kid, I was so easily scared by horror, but Jaws was like my favorite movie. So if that tells you anything. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, makes sense. I totally get that. I I get that. I just it's so weird because I live next to a beach. Jaws should be like, you know, a big movie for me around here. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, um, yeah, I guess we'll end on Jaws. (laughs) I didn't expect it. (laughs) Not where I expected us to end this thing, but sure, why not? Um, well, anyway, but Daniel, thank you again. This was fun. I'm I'm very glad you were here for this one. Um, I really hope you helped carry this one for me, so I appreciate it. So, um, well, I will let you go ahead and plug where people can follow you on social media and they can find your podcast and all that all that good stuff. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, you can follow my podcast at the Cobwebs Podcast on any podcast app. Uh, we have some really exciting things coming up. Like uh, we've got a really big retrospective on Elvis movies coming up very soon that I think is going to be super fun. Um, also, I'm I'm going very big and ambitious for October, and we're going to have a lot of cool stuff on there. So maybe even if, if, if for nothing else, just give us a subscribe so you can keep an eye on what we're doing in October because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Epler Daniel, and you can follow the podcast at Cobwebs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, uh, Tony Scott for life. That's all I have to say. <laughs> perfect perfect way to finish that off yeah i'm very <laughs> excited about well your elvis episode uh and i'm very excited for all the october stuff which may be for personal bias reasons but i still am excited for the october stuff um because i know you're gonna have great stuff coming up i don't even know what it is i just know it's gonna be great i just know <laughs> so we're gonna try um, and yeah you'll hear mad blood so on there for sure yes yes <laughs> i'm very excited about that one so um but yes thank you again daniel and everybody can follow us uh you can follow me on twitter at maplet 87 uh, you can follow uh the podcast at film feast pod and you can follow me and the podcast on instagram at film feast all one word uh and we will see you guys next time thanks <laughs>